0: It's January 31st, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
1: And I'm Chris Kottnor.
0: Our top stories from international outlets this morning. We have a sad update from the explosion in Peshawar. Dorcha Vela is reporting that the death toll in a suicide bombing in the northwestern Pakistani city has risen to 88 Some 150 people were wounded in the attack. At least 20 police officers killed in the bombing were buried after a prayer ceremony. It remained unclear how the attacker was able to enter the high security area with explosives. No group has yet claimed responsibility for the attack. The Pakistani Taliban Denied it had been involved after an initial assertion by one of its commanders.
1: The Straits Times is reporting that the Biden administration has stopped approving licenses for U.S. companies to export most items to China's Huawei, according to three people familiar with the matter. One person familiar with the matter said U.S. officials are creating a new formal policy of denial for shipping items to Huawei that would include those below the 5G level, including 4G items, Wi-Fi 6 and 7, artificial intelligence, and high-performance computing and cloud items. American officials placed Huawei on a trade blacklist in 2019, restricting most U.S. suppliers from shipping goods and technology to the company unless they were granted licenses but they granted licenses that allowed Huawei to receive some products. For example, suppliers to Huawei got licenses worth $61 billion to sell to the telecom's equipment giant from April through November 2021.
0: The possibility of providing Kyiv with fighter jets to help beat back Russia's invasion risks the unity of Ukraine's Western allies amid fears of escalating the nearly year-long conflict and being drawn deeper into the war, according to the AP. Ukrainian Defense Minister Alexei Reznikov was due in Paris today, where the possible delivery of fighter jets to Ukraine was expected to be on the agenda of official talks. At the moment, Poland, Slovakia, and the Baltic states seem to be supportive of sending jets. France and the Netherlands haven't ruled them out, but the U.S. and Germany have demurred.
1: Elsewhere, Le Monde reports that France woke up to a day of paralysis with transport blockages, mass strikes, and demonstrations hitting the country for the second time in a month to protest a plan reform to raise the retirement age. Some 11,000 police are mobilized across the country with 4,000 deployed in Paris, where several hundred extremist troublemakers were expected, according to the Interior Ministry. On January 19th, some 1.1 million took to the streets in rallies against the proposed shakeup, the largest protests since the last major round of pension reform in 2010. The most controversial part of the overhaul is hiking the minimum retirement age but the changes are also to increase the number of years people have to make contributions before they can receive a full pension.
0: According to the BBC, Brazil's former president, Jair Bolsonaro, has applied for a six-month U.S. tourist visa, his lawyers said. Mr. Bolsonaro has been staying in Florida since the 30th of December. The former president plans to stay in the U.S. while immigration officials process the visa. He is under investigation in Brazil after rioters stormed key government buildings earlier this month. Mr. Bolsonaro has voiced regret for the unrest, but denied he caused it. The former president has devoted 34 years of his life to public service and would like to take some time off his lawyer, Philippe Alexander, told the BBC in a statement. Mr. Bolsonaro initially traveled to the U.S. on an A-1 visa for diplomats and heads of state, which expires after 30 days. He came to the U.S. ahead of his leftist successor, Luis Inacio Lula da Silva's January 1st inauguration.
1: Al Jazeera reports that the number of endangered rhinos poached in Namibia reached an all time high last year after 87 animals were killed, compared with 45 in 2021, official government data has shown. Africa's rhino population has been decimated over the decades to feed the demand for rhino horn, which, despite being made of the same material as rhino hair and fingernails, is prized in East Asia as a supposed medicine, and as jewelry. On Monday, a spokesperson for the Ministry of Environment said poachers killed 61 black and 26 white rhinos, mainly in Namibia's largest park, where 46 rhinos were found dead. The southern African country is home to the only free-roaming black rhinos left in the world, and also accounts for a third of the world's remaining black rhinos. Rhino poaching has plagued Southern Africa for decades, especially in neighboring South Africa and Botswana, leading to anti-poaching programs, including strict policing and dehorning, or removing horns from the rhinos as a way of discouraging poaching.
0: According to Reuters, Taiwanese President Tsai Ing-wen held a phone call with Czech President Petr Pavel On Monday, a highly unusual move given the lack of formal ties between their countries and a diplomatic coup for Taipei that is sure to infuriate China. The two leaders stressed their country's shared values of freedom, democracy, and human rights during their 15-minute phone call, their offices said, and Pavel said he hoped to meet Tsai in the future. Tsai said she hoped that under Pavel's leadership, the Czech Republic would continue to cooperate with Taiwan to promote a close partnership and that she hoped to stay in touch with him.
1: In lighter news from the Washington Post, Schoolhouse Rock helped teach an entire generation of kids about civics with I'm Just a Bill and grammar with Conjunction Junction, among many other classics. But the series of Saturday morning cartoon shorts, which debuted 50 years ago this month, started with more modest aims. A parent, frustrated that his boys knew the lines to rock songs but couldn't multiply, asked a co-worker at his advertising agency if he could help by setting multiplication tables to music. The agency happened to be a client of ABC, and when it came up with 3 is a magic number, the timing couldn't have been better to pitch the idea for TV. The network, under pressure from the FCC, and parents upset about violent cartoons and incessant ads for sugary cereals, had recently started leaning into more educational programming. The head of children's programming at ABC was a young executive named Michael Eisner. He greenlit Schoolhouse Rock after hearing Three is a Magic Number by jazz musician Bob Doro and seeing the storyboards for the educational cartoon that accompanied it. That episode would debut in January 1973.
0: That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with John Timmon of the Truman National Security Project about the latest news coming from Africa. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.